Welcome to the Greece Financial Partners podcast series. Today we talked about the volatility of the markets over the last few weeks, explain what's happened and why, and also talk about our positioning and where we go from here. Before we get into it, I'm joined by Ken Broadquitz, our Chief Investment Officer. I'm Rob Herman. Some uh, obligatory disclaimer text. The information in this market update is general in nature and does not consider the listener's individual circumstances. Therefore, it's not intended to be a substitute for specific personal financial, legal, or tax advice to determine strategies or investments suitable for you. Consult with Greece Financial Partners or a qualified professional. With that out of the way, welcome, Ken. As we mentioned, it's been a volatile week, uh, in, starting with inflation expectations and the CPI being released, um, and also the Fed's uh, here at home behavior in terms of raising by 75 basis points and implications for the markets here and for other central banks as well. Let's talk about uh, what's happened over the last week and why, Ken. So the world kind of changed a little bit last Friday when the, the release of the CPI report came out. Market expectations were for the CPI to be a little bit lower than the previous month, but it actually came out a little bit higher. And the reason that's actually important is one of the things the market was counting on was that we were at peak inflation and pretty close to peak interest rates on either the 10-year or 30-year treasury. So a while ago, the 30-year treasury had peaked at about um, 3.5%, and it had come down a little bit. But basically, last Friday changed the game in that the market is no longer keying off peak inflation and peak in interest rates have already be, uh, being met. And because of that, there's been a big reset in the market. And the market doesn't like volatility. It doesn't like uncertainty. So we're still guessing a little bit what the peak inflation numbers will be and when they will be. And because of that, you know, the Fed has now raised 75 basis points when, you know, just a few weeks ago, their language was they weren't going to do anything more than 50. So the, net net, the inflation genie is out of the bottle even worse than what people had hoped and anticipated. And until we get a sense of when and if peak inflation happens, you know, the markets are going to continue to be extremely volatile. So it was essentially the rise in the 10-year treasury and the, almost the historic rise in the two-year treasury. It went up about 80 basis points in four or five trading days, which is the quickest in, on record. And honestly, the financial markets are not set up where they can deal with the velocity of a move that quickly. Just the system isn't set up to handle it. So because of that, there are a lot of liquidity concerns. There was a lot of forced selling. And it was somewhat similar to uh, March of 2020 in terms of the liquidity issues that, that we saw. Now, clearly, as we'll get to in Outlook, the situation now is far better than March of 2020. We're not making that comparison. We're just saying a lot of the liquidity concerns came up because of that surprise in the CPI and the corresponding quick move up in interest rates and in inflation expectations. Great, Th thank you, Ken. And talking about outlook a little bit, again, we're in bear market territory now, uh, the, the worst start ever for a 60-40 portfolio, 60% you know, equities, 40% fixed income, but choose the, the mix. Fixed income has not been a safe haven. We've talked a lot in our client calls and in conversations with clients about defensive positioning and also an additional focus on assets that uh, are alternatives, uh, which is a broad continuum, but that 
um, effectively means that are hedging risk and have lower correlation of public equity and bond markets. With all that being said, uh, the, the public markets have been difficult to navigate. So even though we focused on defensive positioning and a focus on some non-correlated assets, clients are still um, rightfully concerned about positioning and where we go from here. So where do we go from here in consideration of, of where we've, we've come uh, in the markets over the last couple of weeks? Well, it's obviously the million dollar question and it's, it's a little bit difficult to answer, but the way we're thinking about it is, is kind of as follows. So the typical bear market, if you will, the S&P goes down 26%, you know, plus or minus a few percent where we are there. Now, you know, in a, in a recession, the markets go down a little bit more. When inflation is really high, the markets can, can really go anywhere. So for right now, the market generally trades six to 12 months ahead on PE and earnings estimates. So right now, the earnings estimates for next year are about $240 to $250 per share. Those numbers are too high. So, you know, I've seen numbers as low as $180 and more, more people are in the $200 to kind of $230 range. So if you simply use, let's say, $210 or $220 a share and, you know, you use like a 16 or 17 type multiple, because remember, you really shouldn't use a trough multiple on trough earnings. You know, you get to somewhere 3,500, 3,600 in the S&P. So we're getting pretty close to where we think the market should go based on this revised inflation uh, number and based on where treasury rates are right now. Now, by no means does that mean we can't overshoot to the downside, but we think we're getting within the realm of where valuations should, should, should trade. Now, if you think about it, over the last 25 years, the average PE multiple of the market has been 16.9, which is up from where it had been previously. But keep in mind, we are forecasting real rates, which just means basically inflation minus where the, the bonds are trading to, to bottom out about 1% or a little over 1, 1.5% or so, which historically is still very easy. In addition, the number of tech companies and growth companies in the indexes now are much higher than they used to be in the past. Now, notwithstanding the shellacking that technology has, has taken, those stocks should trade at a higher multiple because they have higher margins. So we're pretty comfortable that you know going forward, the market really shouldn't trade for less than kind of where it's been over the last 25 years or so. Obviously, it can trade anywhere while there's still uncertainty about what the earnings number is going to be. And we do think we'll have better visibility on that over the next three to four months. We do think we'll hit peak inflation you know, by September. We do think we'll hit peak interest rates by September as well. So it's going to be you know, a rocky summer like it mostly is. Selling May and go away, as we spoke about on our last call, is here. So it's going to be volatile because it's going to be rocky. But we think we're getting within the realm of where things should trade. And should things uh, considerably overshoot to the downside, you know, we'll potentially considering getting a little bit more aggressive with portfolios, you know, dependent on timing and our view on inflation and where the 10-year treasury should go. Interestingly enough, if you look at the Fed funds futures, they peak out at about 3.7, 3.8% at the end of 23. And if you actually look at 2024, the market has those coming down a little bit. So the market's fearful there could be a policy mistake, which could cause a recession or cause the Fed to have to cut rates as early as 2024. So definitely a complex and tricky situation. You know, it certainly has been a little bit worse than we thought. The CPI print 
you know, of last Friday, as we spoke about, was the catalyst for this next leg down. But we do think, you know, we're historically oversold right now. There's panic in the streets, and we think we're getting a lot closer. And by the end of the summer, early September, we think we'll have a lot more visibility on where we go from here. Thanks, Ken. And is it appropriate to say in that regard, we continue to be appropriately cautious and defensive, look at assets that may not correlate to the broader stock and bond markets, but that there may be uh, opportunities, as you mentioned, overshooting on the downside and that we will not hesitate uh, should there be an appropriate opportunity, uh, even among more traditional asset classes, to get involved at the right entry points and kind of straddling that fence between being appropriately cautious to protect downside, but also understanding at certain valuations, it makes sense to jump in. Is that a fair summary? I think that's, that, that's very accurate. And, you know, just a few examples on that. So if you look at the banks, which have traded terribly, you know, as interest rates go up, it's basically free money from them. So everyone has a deposit checking your savings account that's earning essentially nothing. And now, you know, two-year treasuries, as an example, have gone up in yield, and the banks are just making free money, taking our money and then investing it in treasuries. So as interest rates go up, they make more money. Now, there's other factors, obviously, credit defaults, mortgage originations, et cetera, but they're, they're overdone on the downside. Or, you know, you take technology or biotech, I think the need for therapeutics going forward as demographically we're getting older and a little bit sicker hasn't diminished, but the sector's down 80, 85% from its high. Or technology, we've all seen the drubbing that the, the sector has taken. Some of it rightfully so because valuation's too high. There are other areas where valuations are appropriate and it's just being uh, fueled by liquidity and the, and the need to, to sell stuff. So there's always opportunity. We don't think the long-term prospects of some of the greatest companies in the world has diminished. And with the valuation reset at the right time, we think it will be appropriate to, to increase allocations in certain areas. Yes. Excellent. Thank you, Ken. Uh, so that's it for the podcast today. We will keep you posted as uh, the, the markets uh, evolve. But please, in the interim, don't hesitate to reach out to our investment team uh, or your client advisor, Greece Financial Partners. The idea behind the GFP podcast series is in a relatively short period of time uh, to just give you a summary of our thoughts on the markets and where things are headed. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.